the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wow, it's a Monday, and it's early. You may tell me right now it's 6 o'clock, but it feels like 5 o'clock. I'm just, no. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like I should just be leaving home right now. I got up this morning and, you know, getting up at you, you didn't just be before up, 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, you can lie to your body, but your body calls BS on it. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> your body, yeah, your body's like, the sun's not up, why are we? Yeah, yeah. well... I do that every morning, but I'm just saying three o'clock in the morning, that is yeah. early. And the worst part of it is your body doesn't even feel tired the night before. So you can't go to bed and you you go to bed and you just lie there. Yeah. And then about the time that you're normally used to going to bed, you start drifting off and going to sleep, you know, it was I just, the first week of daylight savings time. I hate it. So, luckily, you guys only have to put up with me today. Because so, so I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, why can't we just leave it at daylight savings time and not, and not switch back Yeah, and since forth? we're not an agrarian nation anymore. I mean, just yeah. totally farming like we were at one time. You know, at one time, the reason they did this was to give you an extra hour in the fields. That's why they did it. Uh, but... Uh, and we don't need that anymore. No, we, we don't need to save money on candles anymore. Yeah, it's not, it's not, <laughs> not something we got to do, to be honest with you. And uh, there's not as many people. I mean, there's a lot of things that we still do because of that. Uh, I mean, spring break that they have for, for schools is only there because that was the week usually that the fields came in mm, and so the farmers some purpose and nothing that. against the farmer i have no, nothing against farmers i love farmers they feed me i love that but uh you know they had to have all their kids there to help them to, they don't need that anymore they got big tractors and yeah. stuff that takes care of all that so we really don't uh, we don't and they don't have big big families like they used yeah. to i there was a family my dad when he was in world war ii became good friends with uh, Nicky Betts was the man's name and he lived in uh, Toledo Ohio out just outside he was a mud hen all right and we used to go over every summer and spend a week with him mm. and uh, Nicky wanted us to come over and we go over he had six girls and four boys nice <laughs> so it was I always had fun you know yeah. and lived on got to live on the farm for a year I was I was a city boy. I brought up outside of, of of Chicago, over in Gary, Indiana, Northwest Indiana, <coughs> and uh, I used to chase the piglets around the pig pen and stuff. All right, I loved it. Yeah. And uh, 
first time that I ever shot a rifle. Oh wow! Was on uh, his uh, his farm. There was a uh, it wasn't a hedgehog. What was it? Was a it was some kind. It wasn't a wolverine. Something smaller than a wolverine. Like a little gopher or something. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was attacking the young livestock, hmm. killing them. Wow. And uh, he zeroed in on it, figured out where its burrow was. And I remember sitting at the barn, outside the barn door, looking through the uh, scope of that rifle and trying to plink that dude. <laughs> I missed him first mm-hmm. time. Right, what, well, on the farm, what time did you have to get up for that? <coughs> we got up before sun, sun, sunrise and had the biggest breakfast I had ever eaten. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> and then you didn't come back in until... The day was done. Yeah. So you were hungry for that big meal that came up at dinner time. <laughs> you know, not much as far as lunch went, but I, you, it was it was great. It was a great learning experience for me. I learned where my food came from. Really, that uh, now shocker for some of you. All right, they don't make your food at the supermarket. <laughs> right. Right. I just want you to know that they're not they're not messing with you because so, they so don't you, have all your favorite foods on the shelves. They just don't make it. So did you butcher in chickens or pigs while you were there? Yeah, they did that while I was there. I, I saw them gut a couple of hogs while okay. I was there and stuff. So I, I did. I got a. It was a good lesson. I mean, I, I know I was I was I was there from the time that I was a a little one. I mm-hmm. mean, really little. I mean, before I knew I was even there, I was there <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, well, it gives I guess about four the, years old, I started mem- remembering being there, going there well, every, you- every summer or whatever it was. Gives a respect for those people. So when you know some politician says like farmers need to learn to code, wasn't that what they say? Yeah. You realize how much disdain and and how much they don't understand where their food comes from. Yeah, you're exactly you're exactly right. What was cool about it? Well, it wasn't really cool because it was hot because you didn't have central air conditioning then. But uh, all the kids, uh, what Nicky done is he took and he put down his uh, he put down. Uh, like three quarter inch plywood in in the uh, attic, and then put some drywall up there and stuff, and that's where all the all the kids slept. Oh wow! He just nailed the mattresses to the floor, <laughs> and you'd you'd crawl you'd go up the stairs that took you into the attic. Not like regular stairs. I'm talking about that the the ladder thing that you got yeah. there in your garage, and you'd go up and, and you know crawl across the uh, mattresses and Lay down and go to sleep. So, what was the point of nailing them to the floor? But because they would move, they move around. Oh, it, your it, kids up there. Unlike you, Paul, and myself, and I think probably Marcus, the same way. When I sleep, I sleep like a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> now they got to come up, put a mirror under my nose. Okay, when I'm sleeping. But uh, they, yeah, so, yeah, some they good. move around yeah. and stuff, and they 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 slid around. But I remember my brothers liked to do it because uh, Johnny and Don used to tell me that when i was older because i didn't notice i was a young kid that the uh, the sisters were all good looking mm. and they liked going up it's not every day back in the 50s you got to sleep with the women you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah right. <laughs> it was the way it was. Husband, husband and wives couldn't even sleep with each other they yeah sometimes yeah. yeah sometimes but that's what television yeah. said <laughs> yeah that was it was great time I, that was one of the great times i had as a kid i really really enjoyed it Definitely. All right, 13 after 6, some bad news to report to you. I know that I try to always start off a little lighthearted, but uh, 
Renault, the reporter who was killed over in uh, the Ukraine uh, this weekend, uh, was from Arkansas. Uh, he had worked for the New York Times. I, I'm hearing now that he wasn't there under the auspices of the banner of the New York Times this time. He's mm-hmm. doing it for some other group. But uh, you always know that the, the the people who go over there and report on the war, uh, you know, they put themselves in jeopardy a lot of times. I mean, uh, Ernie Pyle is a perfect example for you don't know who Ernie Pyle is. You might want to do a little Google search and read up about him. He was probably one of the first great war correspondents uh, during World War II. Uh, he's the man who came up with the terminology G.I. Joe. And uh, he was a, a great reporter, and he was killed in combat uh, during World War II. So it, it is a dangerous profession when you're a war correspondent because if you're going to really report, you got to be there. You can't be Geraldo. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and you got to do more than just have a Nazi throw, a neo Nazi throw a chair at you yeah. and break your nose. But that, that's just, uh, you know, it goes along with the, with the gig. And some, some reporters want to be war reporters. You know, Christine, I'm a poor. I, I have very little respect for her opinion, opinions as far as pol- politics go. But when it goes to her reporting that she did during the Bosnia conflict, she was fantastic. She was very, very good. So anyway, it just... Look, you can you can look at a person and go, oh, your politics suck, and still, you know, look at their work and say, that's good work. That's well, good. There's a lot of people who aren't wrong about everything, yeah. in spite of how wrong now, they are. Now, there about- is Biden. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, he's kind of wrong. And Pelosi, now they're, they're, and Schumer, they're, they're kind of wrong about everything, well, to yeah. be honest. Pathological liars tend to be wrong about everything. Yeah, Harris is the same way. And she's, I couldn't... She just cannot help herself. She's got that nervous Twitter that she does. And she can be in one of the most serious situations under the microscope, and she has to laugh. Well, her and Hillary, they all have that kind of, yeah, like you said, nervous, uh, like, I don't know, tweak or whatever, where that's how they respond to criticism or any situation because it gives them, like, a second to think. To think. Yeah. Yeah. But but sometimes you cackling. Yeah, it screws things up. When you're talking about somebody is this ask you a question about what are you going to do? What's America going to do to help the displaced people? And at that point, 2.3 million mm-hmm. people that were in uh, Poland. And uh, you look at the camera like a, a deer in the headlights and go, <laughs> I know it's so condescending. It makes you look like, oh, wow, you're yeah. just laughing at all these people who are you know in trouble right now. And then you come up, well... You know, a friend, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And it's like, right. woman. All right, remember what Mark Twain said. All right. Or Lincoln said it first. Better to let people think you're ignorant than to open your mouth and leave no doubt. Yep. All right. And she t- she does that all the time. All the, and she's one heartbeat away, folks. Well, some, I mean, Jen Psaki's the same thing, except when she finally starts talking, she just says, we'll circle back to that. Yeah. Or she just flat out lies. Ignores, yeah, lies, ignores it, circle back to it. I could not have that job oh. where you're supposed to stand up there for the president of the United States and, in effect, lie. Oh. You know, I've I've never 
had chance. I did talk to Dana Perino one time, and she said, yes, that is the hardest part, you know, is to you always give the administration side of it. And I said, they won't let you say, well, you know, this is not what I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she goes, well, uh, no, Dave, you didn't get to say that. I think it's sort of like being an attorney is that your job as an attorney is to, is to represent your client. Yeah, and that's like if you're if you're a you know a defense attorney, you may know that the person you're defending is guilty, mm-hmm. but your job is to make sure they don't go to jail. You know? Well, well like, or to or to mitigate it as yeah, must or right. best as you can. Right, and that's it's it, it's I mean, the thing is you're. If if you're doing your job correctly as a as a defense attorney, then your client will have told you the truth about what happened. Well, yeah. And I, ideally, anyway, he would have told you the truth. And so if you if he's guilty, you know it. Well, it's and, like, and you're. Would you like to have been on the defense team for Charles Manson? <laughs> I guess not. I don't think I would have wanted to be on the defense team for Charles Manson or for or Bundy or somebody yeah. like that. That they had him dead to rights. They had they had all the evidence, physical evidence, and everything yeah. they needed, and you knew. You're sitting next to this guy, and he's a scumbag killer. But yeah. everybody deserves a defense. That's part of our legal system. Yeah, no, well, I mean, we have trial by media now, so that doesn't matter. Anymore. Yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. true as that's true as well. Ask Rittenhouse about that. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah, he, he may he may end up on the wealthier side of that one. Yeah, yeah. He's well, he's getting ready to sue some people. I agree. He's going to walk away. I think with some money. But you know what? But, I don't know if money can ever restore. What you lose in that situation? Your well, reputation. I mean, he, he, yes. He got locked in jail for what? Three months. Yeah, was, he was in I mean, there. That's... He was in there with the the rest of them eating. I don't know what they have now. But, but they eat a lot better than they used to. I know that much. So, but still, though, you you lock someone in a cage for three months, denied him bail, that's they serious. let him out. Yeah. 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 You're a flight risk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. We've got more to talk about. There's some things that happened over the weekend that are, for me, you know, very, 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 uh, they worry me a lot. Z and Putin worry me a lot. And this whole thing, it looks to me, as I'm watching the news, connect the dots, but are not the Chinese, Russian, Iranians, and North Koreans getting too close together? We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, East, uh, East End Towing. <clears throat> I promised you that I, I would tell you about all these great uh, companies today. I do that every day. Now, every, I had somebody mention to me, Heidi, Dave, your voice sounds a little shaky at times. It's because of Bradford pear trees. They're, they're blooming now. And when they bloom, uh, I may wake up in the morning and can't talk. It's that simple. I don't know what it is about them and they smell terrible it is not those blooms don't smell good man they smell yuck but anyway uh east end towing wants you to know no matter the situation you find yourself in that uh, they can handle it for you they got all the answers all you have to do is call them they'll show up and they'll take care of the situation 501-888-8849 they belong to the Arkansas Towing Recovery Board. They're licensed and insured. All their trucks are permitted. They are the towing company out there for you. East End Towing, 501-888-8849. Hey, coming up on April 30th, don't forget, that's a Saturday. 
It's going to be the bumper-to-bumper uh, bumper annual car show. Uh, we call it the annual car show. Last two years, we haven't been able to have it because of COVID. Uh, but we're going to be over in Conway again at the Conway Expo Center. Great place to have the show. 2505 East Oak Street. All kinds of class awards. All kinds of best awards. And if you are best to show, you win a $1,000 Visa card. So go to BTB autoparts.com and uh, register your car now uh, it's twenty dollars uh, we don't keep that twenty dollars that twenty dollars we gather it all up together and we uh, we give it to the uh the ronald mcdonald house over at the children's hospital so uh, that's coming up on april uh the 30th it will start at 10 o'clock in the morning go to two in the afternoon if you're showing your car uh if you haven't uh you know taking care of registering your car and all of that. You need to be there at 7 a.m. to get that done and to check in, and uh, they'll let you know where you get to park your car for the show. If you like, I'm going to tell you right now, if you like muscle cars, it's a great show for muscle cars, and it's a great show for vets if you like vets. So I don't know what the lift cars are going to look like this year for for the pickup trucks. That's a new category. That might be pretty cool and guys i went to bat for you but i lost no mud puddle all right they wouldn't let me i tried to talk to them and have mud puddle in there they wouldn't do it i I think it had to do with the uh, event center didn't want us digging a hole out in the parking lot and putting water and a whole bunch of dirt out there and slinging it all over the place you know it's making me feel old is i'm seeing people with cars from like the late 80s and the 90s and they have classic on them yeah like, that's crazy and they're like but they, i think they do it as a joke because they're driving around like a cutlass supreme and it's got a it's got classic on it or something no they're doing that yeah. to save money on their tags oh yeah you know, that's you right. only got pay yeah. it's cheap on your tags that's why they went from what was it, 20 years it old? It used to, to be 25, and I think it's now 40 or 45. Yeah, oh, yeah. people like that yeah, who are like gaming the system. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> like me. I, I game the system. Uh, you know, I, mean, I look, if I had my car from high school, it would be a classic right now. 1969 yeah. Dodge Charger with a 440 in it. Well, that deserves to be a classic. Yeah, it's I a mean, classic. People rolling around like a Geo saying it's a classic. <laughs> but come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you really, if you want to see a really great '69 Dodge Charger, have you seen the movie Nobody? No, I with Odin Dick. Oh, it's Odin Kirk. It's it's hilarious. You got to watch that movie. It's very good. And uh, at the end, he's he's got that, and he says it's got four 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 moves it four hundred forty cubic something something, and he goes zero to blank and. And I'm going to f and find out. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny. It's a, it's a good movie. It's it's John Wick. Mm. But Odenkirk said that the, and he's kind of a conservative guy. If you listen to him talk, he said that he wrote the script or worked on that script with some writers because his house was broken into twice, and the last time he was home with his family when they came in and robbed him. And he said he's never felt so powerless as when that happened to him. Yeah. And he started thinking in his head, what would I really like to have done? Yeah. And that's why that movie came to be. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy. Wait till you see Christopher Lloyd in it. He's hilarious <laughs> in the movie. I mean, he's hilarious in it. It's a great movie. All right. So I didn't go see the movies this week. There was nothing I wanted to see. I saw the Batman week before. Told you when I saw it that I thought it was the best Batman made. 
Because I remember when Batman was wasn't cool, basically. You know, yeah. I was reading detective comics and stuff like that, and that's the Batman I like—the Batman that used to kill the criminals mm. instead of just you know spanking them and hanging them up upside down or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, but uh, yeah, he's the vigilante in this movie, and yeah. it's really really good. I love that when he there's a scene where he beats up a bunch of guys and the guy says, who are you? And he goes, I'm vengeance. And then he boom, 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 <laughs> puts his fist in the guy's face several times. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, anyway, enough, enough. And he's wearing combat boots. Anytime you show up at a fight and you got combat boots, you're serious. I'm just telling <laughs> you, you're serious. Even in clockwork orange, they wore combat boots. Mm-hmm. And you know that they're, they're serious at that point. So did you guys see over the weekend, where Putin and Z were talking, and also and they, Z, they Z is from China, right? Yeah, okay. he's the yeah head 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 judo over in China, blue. and I yeah I think personally, you know, as everybody worries about what's going on with Putin, and we worry about him because I think he's gone everlasting nuts now. I think he's got his Hitler complex is really showing bad, uh, but you you got bad things going on with that dude. And they're they're also hooking up with Iran. You know, Iran yeah. shot those missiles at us over the weekend. Yeah, in Iraq, yeah. Yeah. And I saw over the weekend we had two more murders uh, here, in one in Little Rock and one in North Little Rock. One in North Little Rock happened last night. So if you, by chance, are thinking about a security system for your home, uh, my suggestion to you is talk to Billy Mack, the owner of ICU uh, protection that is the letter i the letter c and the letter u icu protection com, and uh he'll help you out with that you want cameras baby he's got cameras he's got the doorbell camera he's got all that stuff plus he has 1080 uh cameras which means that uh, the clarity of the picture is like what you get off of uh direct tv when you're watching sports it's not like what you see on A&E when they're showing those crime dramas and everybody looks like, you know, it's just in kind of black and white or grainy yeah, and it's all grainy and they look like they're kind of glowing and stuff. It's not like that. It's like regular movie uh, uh, cameras uh, and they do analytics, too. They don't need to have the little devices that shoot the 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 light beam between each other and have somebody you know, break that to tell you that there's somebody moving around out there. Uh, It actually is set up so that it can tell whether you have a person within your perimeter, an animal, or uh, even a gust of wind or a car or whatever. So, you know, you you set it, and it will report it all to uh, your uh, smartphone. Most people have smartphones now. I don't know when's the last time I saw a flip phone. All right. So basically, it's all smartphones that are out there. Call them 501 205 1333. And uh, Billy Mac's going to help you out uh, putting the right stuff on your car, on your car, on your, uh, your house or your business. He does both residential and commercial. And you don't pay for the equipment. <coughs> You'll pay, you're going to pay for the service. $40 starts it off uh, your service. So pay for the service not for the hardware. That is ICU Protection LLC, 501-205-1333. So give them a call and let them take good care of you and protect your family and protect your uh, property. 
you know, you if if you don't protect it, nobody else will. I mean, the law it's getting to the point now. Well, well, Mr. Ellswick, they just took your car. What's the big deal? It's yeah. just a car. Have you heard people talk like that? It's ridiculous. Yes, oh, they broke into your house. Nobody got hurt. Nobody was at home. Yeah, they took all your TVs. They took all your computers. They took all your electronics. But that's replaceable. Well, it's, it's, uh, what about but the peace also, of mind? But and, they also violated you. Yeah. yeah. I had my apartment broken into a few years back. and I remember uh, when that happened. Yeah, and they a guy st- it was the guy who lived in the apartment across from me. He stole my TV, went and took it to the pawn shop down the street, just dropped it off there, took my um, took my PC that had all my like family photos and stuff on it, never got that back. And the cop's just like, well, the dollar value came up to less than $1,000. It's just a misdemeanor. So, I mean, what's the big deal? You Isn't that amazing? That stuff. Yeah. I want you to think how it's just like when somebody steals a car now. It's no big deal. You know, back in the day, having a horse was like having a car. And they'd hang your butt if you took somebody's horse because they couldn't travel, they couldn't do a job or anything. It's the same thing with your car. Oh, but we've become, Dave, we've become much more civilized. Right. Oh, do you value your property more than you value a person's life? human life? Yeah, when they start stealing it. Yeah, right. They value uh, my property more than they value their own life. They're you know, yeah. kicking your door in a steal. Yeah, if they come in while I'm there, I'll show you how much I value yeah. my stuff. Well, it's not, it's not so much about your stuff at that point. It's your your own life at that point when they're coming in when you're there. It's about my stuff, too. I'm going to be well, honest. Well, I, mean, I work have, hard to get have, that yeah. stuff. You have every right to defend your, your property, and it's it's you have no no duty to just hand it over to them. And if I just hurt your feelings, if I hurt your feelings because I said having my property is important to me, in fact, probably more important if, some, if somebody breaks in my house for their life. Well, sorry. They, they didn't have to break <laughs> Just saying, you didn't have to come in my house. Yeah, they, they made a moral judgment call. And decided, to do what yeah. I did. I worked really hard all my life. Yeah, just we, saying. You're talking about uh, Odenkirk when he made that movie Nobody. He said that it was inspired by uh, what happened to him? his house and basically held him at gunpoint, right? Well, yep. I mean, I've seen... Some scary videos where things didn't go that pleasantly for people. That's correct. Where, you know, it, it all turned really bad really quick. Sometimes they don't even wait to hold you at gunpoint. They just, like, dogpile you. you just... See, I know that people think that I'm an ogre and, and that I'm just mean and I'm, I have no heart, which is not, is the furthest thing from the truth, in all honesty. But, you know, I'm one of those people that believe that if you leave your house and you attach it to the electrical system, because if somebody comes, tries to break in and it electrocutes them, sorry, you shouldn't have been trying to break in. I'm, I'm all for booby traps. I wish they weren't. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. What can I tell you? I'm, I'm like that guy in The Collector, if you've ever seen that movie. <laughs> have you seen that movie, I Paul? Think I you got to no. see that movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. And you talk about a guy that is diabolical. The Collector is a diabolical. <laughs> have you seen that one? Uh, no, I don't think so, no. It's an Australian movie. Oh, yeah? Australians do really good movies like that. They do some crazy movies in Australia. I've seen some from the 80s and the 70s. Like the out, just, what was that one called? The Outback or whatever? About people stumble across that, that guy's compound. It's the wrong place to break into. They they went to break into it, and they wish they... I mean, don't breathe is the same thing. Oh, yeah. yep. You know? Everybody says, well, I can't believe somebody would be like that. I can. Yeah. I understand it. Stay out of his house. <laughs> so what if the window's unlocked? It doesn't give you the right it's to open not, it up and not, go in. It's not an invitation. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, My grandson and I had a discussion. I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm also embarrassed to bring this up. I'm not going to say which grandson it was. But he, I don't know what, they they have a term for it, but he was hitting cars that were unlocked. All right? Made a big mistake. He's gotten his life turned around now. But I was talking to him. He says, well, he says, Granddad, they left their, their doors unlocked. They're asking to be robbed. And I said, what? I just looked at I mean, I was just having a calm discussion with him until he said that. And then I said, who do you think you are? And I just went, oh, I, I well, went that, off that's on That's sort him. of like saying, well, she was wearing skimpy clothes. Yeah, so, that was, so I mean, it is. It, it's essentially the same thing. It's like, that's no excuse. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they came out of the mouth of an Ellswick. Okay. I'm going to be honest I, with you. I don't know. My, so my mom used to live at a, a condo a long time ago. It's one of those big like condo compounds. Yeah. And someone was stealing anything that wasn't nailed down. If you left like... Uh, lawn furniture in your porch or a potted plant they would take it just overnight <laughs> oh, and they, wow. it, was, it was someone who um they found that stuff eventually it was someone who didn't live there someone who lived like just down the street would walk over look for anything that was sitting on a porch and just take it and it was just filled up in their apartment there if they couldn't sell it they threw it in the dumpster it's like if it wasn't nailed down they stole it and it was wow. just like that was the way they were raised like oh if you can take it you should take it because you know it, it's your opportunity well it's we're going to teach the, you that that's not the way the world yeah, really works they, they did he go to did he go to jail Finally, that person. I, I mean, they probably got like a misdemeanor. Thing. Is it like a is, it, is this like left wing entrepreneurialism? Yeah, right. I mean, Jeez, it's, it's not nailed uh, down or on. I fire. can't believe, and they teach kids this stuff anymore. I mean, they're not teaching them to steal. I, it's not. That's how well, I'm saying well, your kids go in church, but the philosophy of it is taught that way. Well, sure, they'll and, ask and this, in the classroom: Are are material is. goods are are they as important as people? Well, well, it's obviously over. not, yeah. but the, but the thing is, they're, they're, they are important, and they are about rights, and you don't have the right to just take stuff from people without paying for I it. I agree. And, and that, that's what socialism is, but they do definitely teach that in school, and many churches embrace it as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go over to San Francisco where they tell you not to lock your car doors or else your window's going to get smashed in by a homeless person who wants to sleep in it. I mean, what was it? Seth Rogen was going on a tirade saying like, oh, yeah, in California, we're so trusting. We just leave our doors open. If someone wants to sleep in my car, it's fine. It's just a car. Like, yeah, and, you know, you're worth how many millions of dollars? You can buy a new car whenever you feel like it. Yeah, or fumigate it when you yeah, need right. to. Yeah, that's, that's all you need is a couple of homeless people to puke up in your car. Yeah, and you'll right. you you'll change your mind yeah. about right. that. So, and how much money are those people paying for government out there? Yeah, exactly. A lot more than you want to. Wow. And, and, and their, their government still doesn't do the basic function of well, government. The government buys all those homeless people like syringes and stuff. Yeah. Well, when I hear price of gas like in D.C. is nearly $6 a gallon and some places over $6 a gallon, I'm telling you, probably three and a half to four dollars is taxes. Yeah. That's on the on a gallon of gasoline. Yeah. yeah, it's just that's the way they they do things. Oh yeah, I know. I'm talking about one like a heartless conservative today. Yeah, I'm feeling that way. I had to get up an hour early. I had to. Pay, <laughs> I paid my taxes over the weekend, so I've been oh, in a bitter oh, mood since Saturday. Woo. You know, you know, taxes. I pay more and more every year, and it yeah. just like things. And you get less better. and less. Yeah, right. Like, where's yeah. all that money going? Absolutely. Yeah, we, get, still we, got, we have more government, though. Yeah. Right. No, we're we're paying more bureaucrats yeah. and administrators. You got more government to give you less. R- more yeah. government to take, to take more of our rights away. That's one of the big problems with with a lot of this is that we've had bad laws on the books for a long time, but now with more government bureaucrats, they can enforce these bad laws. You know, if they're doing, if they're putting together a program, now I'm, you that you got to understand, I'm not condoning this. All right? 
and it's a good program. It really does get a, a good t- kickback for what you're spending the money for. Mm-hmm. I can put up that put up for that a lot better than yeah, we're going to do that, but we're going to leave the really crappy program still in place <laughs> and waste your money on it like we have for the well, last it, 30 years. And in some cases, it's a lot worse than just wasting your money because they're actually taking your rights away. So it would be better if they just burned the money. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's In so many cases, we're going to hire some bureaucrat over here who will beat you up and take your stuff if you don't comply. And, and if you do comply, he'll just take your stuff. I meant to say something last week I didn't get to, Paul. I, I had mentioned it in the in the, the hour. Mm-hmm. Monday is this is when I typically vent my spleen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was I was talking about that I was going to talk about something. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend. He's a I I went to high school with him. He lives here in central Arkansas. I won't say what his name is, won't even tell you where he lives because I don't want you to live close to him. Mm-hmm. But uh he has switched in this whole thing about the typical lefty talking point. And he looks at me one day and he says uh, to, to me, Dave, you should be happy to pay extra taxes. That way the person who doesn't have anything uh, doesn't uh, break into your house and you don't have to go out and buy a shotgun. And I, and I just looked at him and I said, look, if I got to use my shotgun because I got two of them, if I've got to use my shotgun on the person, I'll guarantee you he'll never break into my house again. Right. I, that's a one. That's not a do-over that's going to happen after it. Cut, cut, you've cut the recidivism down to zero. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> right. right? A bull is cheaper than therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to to have that kind of thought. Better to pay money and pay off people who don't want to work or find themselves in a bad Look, I found myself in bad situations before. I lived in my car for a year, okay, to make it in radio. Well, isn't that just a protection racket if you're paying uh, criminals not to it rob you? It would seem like it to me. <laughs> it sure seems like it. Yeah. I did. I lived I lived in my car. Uh, I had an old Taurus that I lived in. Perfectly I slept, honorable. I, yeah, I slept in the back seat. I opened the radio station every morning because it was a daylighter. That means that when the sun went down, it went off the air. Mm. And I'd get up and I'd go in and I uh, I bird bath in the restroom. You know, if you if you're in the military, you know what a bird bath is, and uh, to keep yourself clean. And then uh, after I was done doing that and working and stuff, I'd travel around, do whatever I had to do. And then when the sh- when when the uh, station closed down, I parked in the back parking lot and went to sleep. Yeah. Had all my stuff in my trunk. You know, I almost, in a way, almost envy the freedom like my dad had. He's telling me the stuff he did, and like, uh, as soon as he got out of high school, he graduated 66 in the early, late 60s, early 70s. He just hopped on his motorcycle, drove from Virginia to California, and tooled around California for like five years, then came back. Like, wow, you you got to live a life of freedom on the road that I didn't yeah, dream he got, of. You know what? I bet he slept in a lot of po- cow pastures, oh, too. Oh, he did, yeah. He had told a, me, uh, he just had a roll and threw it out there and went to sleep. He ran out of gas on a highway in, like, Nevada or something. He thought he was going to die because it's one of those highways you see in the movie. Where oh, it's like it just goes on forever? In both directions, like if a car hadn't come by. Like in the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, except no matte painting for you to drive into. That's right. Well, that's, you know, that was just the way it was. We didn't blame anybody for it yeah. it was it's called freedom well, it's also yeah. just part of responsibility and living your life it's it's and not- by oh by the way there were people like uh the two guys that you know they wrote about in cold blood that went in and killed people 
in their homes and stuff. Mm. But most of us weren't that way. Yeah. We were just out doing our thing and trying to figure it out. And, you know, you sl- I sl- I've slept in cow pastures. <laughs> I've done that. A- anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let me tell everybody real quickly about Paul, about Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants you to have uh, health insurance, but he wants health, health insurance you can afford, all right? Here's what he doesn't want you to have. He doesn't want you to have health insurance that has a deductible that's like $10,000. That means, okay, now I'm only paying $400 a month for my health insurance, but I can't use it until I spend $10,000, all right? No, he doesn't want that. He's got deductible busters to help you keep that from happening. Pat's going to be on Thursday, and we'll talk about this. He also, you'll not have a copay. You'll get rid of your copays. Now, you can have any provider you want, any provider in the nation, and those are a couple of things he's going to be able to get for you. And uh, he's going to make sure that your health insurance can save you 30 to 50% over what you're paying right now. Call him, 501-605-6935, 501-605-6935, or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. Listen, I wanted to tell you, uh, Little Rock Tours, I got with Gina, we're going to have another uh, trip. Uh, the COVID thing now is in everybody's rearview mirror, basically. And so we're going to do a trip, uh, I think it's the last the last week of July. Uh, if you have a family, if you have family members, now I'm going to tell you, if you get kids that are like 12 plus, this will be something that would be good for them to go on. This is called fam, uh, Faith family let me try to go do this again <laughs> faith freedom and founding fathers all right it's a it's going to be for a week i think it's eight days is what it is but we leave here from little rock we're going to go up and uh, i don't know where we'll stop on the way but we'll stop halfway uh we're going to go to um philadelphia philadelphia is a huge historical site you know, a lot of people want to go to boston i like going to philadelphia uh i'll take you to uh where they signed the Declaration of Independence, Constitution Hall. There's a church right on the corner, right next to Constitution Hall, where a lot of the founding fathers attended services. You'll see the actual places that Franklin used to sit and and, uh, um, uh, Rutledge and uh, Washington and others. And there's something about... Look, I like I'm a big museum goer. I love going to museums. And that's like walking in a living museum to me. And you're walking in there, and it's the it's still the actual bricks that they had for the floor. Mm-hmm. And I look down, and I stop, and I'll look down, and I go, I wonder, I just wonder if Washington walked here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that, that kind of stuff runs through my head. It's one of the reasons I want to go to Israel. Mm-hmm. I want to walk down the East Temple steps and wonder, did Christ walk here? Yeah. He went in and out of here. So he may have stepped right here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other people stepped on top of where he stepped. Yeah. But still, it's, it's historically, it's amazing to think about that. And uh, so we're going to do that. Then we're going to go to Amish territory. Amish territory. Well, it's not a territory. <laughs> Amish area where the Amish right. folks live, live. And if right. you've never been there, you want to go. I will take you to a famous town called Intercourse, Pennsylvania. I've heard of it, yeah. It's where they used to meet. It was their big town hall. And that's where they had intercourse, conversation, okay. yeah. all right? And you can actually buy a, a, a pillow that you can put on your bed that says, I heart intercourse, 
Okay. I remember uh, Beavis and Butthead making fun of that sound. Yeah, I, I have. I have that pillow on my bed. But anyway, uh, you, we're good to do that. We're going to go to Sight and Sound. You know about it in Branson, but the original site is there in Pennsylvania. And uh, we're going to go there, and you'll get to see the show that's going to be here next year in Branson this year. Oh, and it's David. Hmm. And it's all about David. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that with the listeners as well. So if you want to know more about it, uh, go to LittleRockTours.com. LittleRockTours.com. Now, to give you the exact dates and the costs. And, uh, again, I think uh, if you're looking for kind of a family vacation, you'll like it. You'll. We did this uh, family thing uh the first year that I did the Patriot Tour, this is a Patriot Tour, uh, and this is a, we went to Washington, D.C., and, and we went up to, you know, Washington's house and Mount Vernon and all of that, and uh, it was kind of fun. You ride and you put the tables up, you can play, you know, bridge, or you can play hearts, or you can play euchre, if you know how to play euchre. I love playing euchre. Mm-hmm. It takes me back to my college days. But uh, do all that or other games, and uh, you get to know everybody, you become like one big family, and yeah, you know, sit down, have dinner at night, and just do things together. It's fun. It's, it's a good time. And uh, there's something to be said for having uh, really nice chairs, leather chairs and stuff, and you're sitting in them and riding down the highway. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and, I think uh, we took Little Rock tours buses when we went on an AFP event. Yeah, we sure did. And, and Not that, bad. We, we, had, we had a pretty good time on that. Well, you guys, had, you guys had to do those really long trips in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are kind of what I, those are what I call butt numbers. Well, you know, we, 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 <laughs> we, we got up and, um, and, um, so it was, I was a bit of a young, a, a younger guy for the crowd. And, and so, um, we had, we had some fun. We were, I was, I kind of like older, uh, the, the baby boomer type music and so johnny cash and others and so we were playing some of that and is there any and other sing, music and, and, than singing, that? and singing along to it and so we had fun with fun oh, you like that. good music yeah that's right who who yeah you can take back, back and, when men sung like men yeah that's true yeah oh well, like the bgs right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i always thought that the only reason the bgs got uh, got popular is because their mom washed their underwear in hot water that's that's exactly why they got so popular all right we got a minute they got the news and then uh, we'll take a break and then we'll all come back and i promise we'll talk about the seriousness of this new uh, a group of evil men that look like they're coming together and all of them except one have nuclear weapons and this administration doesn't have any problem with that one getting nukes either we'll be back on the dave ellswick show Let's get back to a final hour of a Monday show. And, yeah, if you're 
looking out on the highway, you're on your way to work, and you're going, <coughs> man, it seems early this morning. <laughs> That's because last week it was an hour earlier than it is right now. I mean, I'm just crazy. It's, it's not right now, but the way it was. And, uh, I mean, I got up this morning, and I I literally had to crawl my way out of bed. I was gripping the sheets and pulling myself out of oh, bed man. and just fell out on the side of my bed. Get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. That is just not natural. Oh, and my body can normally, you know, you have an internal alarm clock biologically, yep. and my body knows when it's time to get up, and this was not time to get up this morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, thankful to you decided to do this you know you decided to come in most people don't want to come on my show be honest early early in the morning can i do it by phone dave no i'd like you to be here yeah you don't realize unless you're you've been doing the show that it's really nice to have the person sitting across from you when you're talking to them because there's a lot of communication goes on with eye contact and body language and stuff you have none of that when they're on the nearby phone yes it's it's really nice to be in the studio to have yeah real conversation it's really good and you know you got mark uh pellegrew here with us i just did i just (laughs) i'm doing a harry carry again this morning wow I do this from time early. to time. It is early. Uh, Paul Calvert is here. RD's not here today. We're going to have Tim Lemon today with Mark. And uh, Tim uh, got a hold of me late yesterday and said that he couldn't make it because uh, he's being, uh, he had to clean himself up, clean as a whistle, so he could talk to his doctor this morning. I'll let you fill in the blanks on that, just so you know. And uh, Alan Kerr had to do some traveling. I'd ask him to join. Last night was a, a great night. Went to uh, Agape Church uh, at 6 o'clock, and they had their salute to Israel is what they had. By the way, it is Mark Pellegrini. He is who's <laughs> sitting right across from me, so you know. And I don't know why I just called him Pellegrini. But the bottom line is it was a great night last night. I hadn't seen Iverson in a while, and he was there last night, so I got to talk to him some. Uh, I got to talk to uh, Buddy and, and some of the other guys that have been on and off my show for uh, any length of time and uh, and seeing them again. Lots of uh, state politicians there. Saw Mary Bentley last night. Saw Mark Johnson last night. Saw Jason Rapert last night. Talked to all of them. Uh, uh, Congressman Hill was there last night. Uh, the Secretary of State John Thurston was there sitting next to him. And we, we just had a great night of celebrating how great uh, Israel is. And uh, that I, I have a flag that is displayed here in my studio. Uh, because here's the key. If you're Christian, uh, you can take Christianity out of Judaism and still have Judaism. You can't take Judaism out of Christianity and still have Christianity. Ooh, that's kind of an important statement it's part there. Of the, part of the history of its foundation. That's ex- well, it's, exactly it's, right. Paul said that when we're born again, we're grafted into the vine. The vine is Judaism. Well, where's the Old Testament come from? Yeah. Yeah. How did they lead people to Christ back in, in uh, the beginning of New Testament times? They sure didn't open up their New Testament. Nope. There was no such thing as a yeah. New Testament. They led, they led people to Christ using the old testament you can use the old testament because the old testament is just as much about christ as the new testament well, the, is that, that was their scripture it, well yeah uh, absolutely like it, it was yeah and yeah, we tend to forget that but it was great last night uh they had a 
a personal uh, video from Netanyahu. It was very cool. You heard from him. Uh, another gentleman that's uh, with one of the big uh, groups that uh, help support uh, the Jewish people uh, in uh, um, Israel. I mean, if you're in Tel Aviv and those areas, you know, they're urban areas. You get outside, it's just like being out in the, in the rural areas of uh, the United States. There's not as much stuff, and, and then it costs a lot more to put it in there so the people get some of that stuff. So uh, you cannot, did you know you can't have, you can't start a new city in, Jeru- in not Jerusalem, in Israel, if you don't have a bomb shelter? Well, it makes sense. For the, for the town. Yeah. For the town, mm-hmm. and that, and uh, Agape is working with the town there now, and paying for and working money uh-huh. to, to build the bomb bomb shelter. I think that uh, Pastor Scott said last night they were they were in there less they were less than uh, forty thousand dollars away uh-huh. from paying for it, and they they did a collection last night. I don't know how much how much was gathered, and I got to tell you, I tried. Pastor Scott, I I tried to go online to, uh, you know, uh, what you had, Agape Church. Uh, I tried to go on their uh, their site, but I couldn't log in uh, while I was at church. It it came up by the time I got home. I guess I had to get get out someplace where I could get the signal good again. (laughs) So uh, I promise I'll make my my, uh, donation to that uh, for for the bomb shelter. But, yeah, it was really interesting. uh, Sarah Sanders Huckabee gave the uh, speech last night. Didn't say anything about running for uh, the office of governor. Talked about when she was 11 years old, she made her first trip to Israel uh, with her father and uh, talked about visiting the Holocaust Museum there in Israel and seeing the uh, walking through the exhibits and seeing the exhibit uh, there of uh, the the twelve foot walls built out of the shoes that they took from people wow. uh, as they marched them into the gas chambers and things of that nature, uh, and and I thought it was interesting. She says she still remembers at the end of the tour. Uh, there's like a podium and there's a book on it, and you sign your name and your address, and then it says comments mm. and. She says, I still remember what my comment was then, and my comment is still the same today as it was then. Why didn't somebody stop it? I mean, we got that. We have the exact same question facing us today about Ukraine. Uh, oh, it that, that it that always abortion, yeah. abortion in this country. Yeah, it always yeah it always it always echoes through. The corridors of history. How did they let it get so bad? That's exactly right. How did you let it happen? I mean, uh, Hitler's plan was to kill 11 million Jews. That was every Jew that was in Europe at the time. Uh, he only made it to 6 million. All right. And I know that there's some of you don't believe it happened. Well, you know what? Some people still believe in Santa Claus. I'm just saying uh, if you don't believe that happened, you you uh, literally laugh in the face of all the information that is there. Do you, what do you think? And now they would have said they had false players and they, they came in and, and acted like they were dead people. Do you think that they did that back then? 
I can tell you, my father would look at you and laugh you at your face. He was there at Buchenwald. He saw it. It wasn't a 24-hour news cycle back then. They didn't have any... Uh, <laughs> they weren't making yeah. it up, let me tell you that much. It, just, it wasn't some false flag operation. Just wasn't that way. I, I had one time I did a show with a, with a Holocaust denier. It was the last one I ever did because you listen to them, it's so ridiculous that you just can't... You, there's no credence there. There's no, it makes no sense. There's no logic from them at all. And uh, do I just don't believe it. Well, well you mean, can you cannot believe in uh, in in gravity, my friend, but jump off the top of a building doesn't change the facts. But, and it's, it's yeah, that, and that's part of the problem is that you know I may not have the facts, but that doesn't mean that that that, that I can deny the facts. Yeah, well, he, they deny or, the facts, and that's, brother. And that's, that's a that's a problem. Is that well, there's some of them listening to me right well, now? I'm it telling you, surprise me. Well, there's flat earthers out there too. Yeah, yeah there are. <laughs> yeah, there are. They've called me that. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I, but I'm, then I'm not. I don't believe that men can be women. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe men can menstruate. All right, but anyway, what? you're such a bigot. That's crazy. I know. What can I say? I'm just that way. But anyway, I, I just want to say that I loved it was your Harry a Potter great, books, it was by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Harry yeah. Potter fan. I became a great Harry Potter. I, look, I've only read one of the books. I didn't read all of them. But I can tell you, J.K. Rowling, I've got all all the respect in the world that she stood up and said, being a woman is not wearing a costume. St- I respect her for standing her ground. She's got yes. all the social media just like dog Oh, they attack her. her. Almost oh, my every Lord. day, and she's just not giving an inch. You know? I, I'm looking forward to the new uh, movie that's coming out. Uh, Dumbledore's pets or whatever. I'm, I'm not a yeah, right. I'm not a Harry Potter fan either. But I mean, I got nothing against those movies, and I got nothing against Rowling. Yeah. I mean, they're. I don't know if you saw those posters they have in the subways over in uh, in London right now. It's a big poster of of a person like looking up towards the sky, almost like he's praying. And the uh, the the note says on the poster like he's imagining a world. Uh, without Harry Potter's creator, and like, oh my they're, they're putting, yeah, they're just putting these posters up in the subway, and they're they're like doing a riff approval. on John Lennon, huh? Yeah, it, yeah, right. You know, it's not like it's uh, yeah. Imagine, right? Yeah, it's, it's not like these are like graffiti posters. These are being approved by like the local officials to post Amazing. all over London. You know, they're they're trying to erase her from history. They can't erase Harry Potter because it makes too much money. But if they can erase the person who created Harry Potter, well, know? they like the Harry Potter book. Yeah, they see the person. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what can I say? Anyway, bottom line, it was a great night last night. And uh, just one last little thing about it. The praise team over at uh, Agape is excellent. They are excellent. So if you're part of that, be very proud. Oh, and our own Steve Hess from the Bible Guys, he was uh, was blowing the Sephora last night. He's good. That man has got some lungs on him. Jewish horn. Yeah, the, the ram's horn. You know, that was that was really, really impressive because he, he does that thing where he holds it for, I don't know, a minute and a half. He goes and he takes it down real low. And then as he go along, he just slowly raises up the volume. So he blows it continuously. Yes. Oh, wow. He's, now, there's a way of breathing through your nose and blowing out yeah. at the same time. He must have gotten good at that because I can't see. He's. I don't think he's got Columbo. You remember the, the great bodybuilder Columbo? Uh, 
Not the TV detective, though. No, no the, the guy TV. that was the bodybuilder. Charles that, Atlas? That could, no, no, Columbo oh. was his name. Oh, okay. And, and he could take a hot water bottle. You remember those hot water bottles? Yeah. You fill them up and put them on your back or whatever? Yeah. He could blow one of those up until it exploded. With that's sing, how strong yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not was it no, but no, i mean just could, i mean that's how strong, strong he, he was mm. all right so anyway we got to take a break let's get that in and then we'll come back and we'll talk about these uh these despots that are out there these evil people there are you know whether you like it or not there's evil people out there that want to do really bad things to you if they get the opportunity and uh, they're the heads of russia china uh, North Korea and uh, uh, Iran. And I want to talk about they're starting to work together. That's dangerous. And what are we going to do about it? Don't forget about uh, David Lucas. David Lucas knows that you probably controlled about, you know, concerned about the out of control government spending, that uh, you're not happy about inflation and the way it's going, which is up. Uh, the political unrest, the rapid decline of the U.S. dollar. Uh, it's you know, and I wonder. I you know, I know that the ruble is like worth a penny to a dollar now, uh, and I'm just wondering, uh, you know, is that a dollar that was worth a dollar back in 1970, or a dollar now that's probably worth 20 cents or whatever? Anyway, uh, millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold to protect the, the nest eggs, their IRAs, their 401ks. They can do that. They can help you do that. But you need to know what you're doing when you buy silver and gold. It's like buying things that are uh, – it's, it's not like just buying a stock or a bond or something like that. And if you'll call the folks at David Lucas Financial, they'll work with you. They'll teach you more about buying silver and gold. Call 501-222-3315. Again, that number is 501-222-3315. And they're going to work with you about – so you can understand how to buy this stuff. And uh, they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust so that you don't get ripped off. And they say, well, it's going to be this much per ounce, and that's $300 more an ounce than you know what uh, you're buying it. Uh, investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, which is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor all right back with you grabbing a drink of coffee there i don't know about the rest of you but i mentioned this earlier in the show my voice at times sounds really doesn't sound as strong as other times and it's because this is the time of the year when allergies really get me because it's the bradford pine right. yeah, they, pear trees, pear trees yeah. they start they start to blooming and it causes me problems so i apologize so let me just ask you guys what what are we to do i see i i look at at the world we live in today and it's not to me that much different than about uh from 1936 on uh as we moved into world war ii you had hitler of course in germany and uh he was going about eating up other countries. He said the, the, these were countries that were of the uh, the motherland, and so he took back over Czechoslovakia, and then he took Poland, and then he he took a lot of different other countries, uh, and he and he caused World War Two to happen. 
But along with him, there was Mussolini. I mean, Mussolini was leading the charge on Nazism before Hitler was and bringing his people to heel doing that. And then Japan, they wanted to be a world power. And so uh, they were invading China. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't need to give you a history lesson about this. Just do some reading about it. They were willy-nilly killing people, man. I mean, they were massacring people over in China. And uh, we ended up with World War II. So what do we got now? We've got we got uh, Putin, who's eating up other countries again, because he says they're part of the fatherland of, uh, of Russia, and uh, they need to be back in the fold, whether they want to be a Russian or they don't want to be a Russian now. Uh, then you've got China who's sitting out there and they have their own, you know, their own uh, type of communism. And let, let's just think about this. Let's see. Russia, uh, Stalin killed 10 million of his own people. And then Lenin followed up killing millions more. And then you had Mao uh, in uh, China killed uh, 60 million people uh, and uh, just kept on killing them. And then uh, now you got Iran sitting over in the Middle East, and believe me, they want to bring everybody else to heal in the Middle East that don't believe the way they do. And, of course, their number one goal is to push Israel into the sea, the only democracy that's in our ally who is over in the Middle East. And then you got uh, North Korea. And North Korea, yeah, you know, everybody thinks no big deal. They got a huge standing army, my friend. Yeah. They got a huge standing army. Now, how long can they keep them in the field? I don't know. They can't. You know, if they go into the south, uh, there's going to be plenty of food to feed those people at that point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the bottom line, I think that we're sitting right on the the the, the keg again, the the gunpowder keg that we were sitting on pre World War II. You, you may be right, and it's, I, I think part of what what could trigger something is the the chaos that has come from the covid um mess that is that has been put in place by government for the last two years and 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 i I don't know what the economic um situation is of some of these other countries where they're not allowed to print where they're not able to print money like mad like we are here and uh, we're, we're seeing shortages here we're seeing really high prices on some things we're seeing moderately high prices on others. Um, I don't know what it's like in other countries. They may be just desperate, and go, so so war might just be, go look at pictures of Venezuela. That yeah. that I tell you. Right. And, and so so war might be might be the logical thing, if you will, for some of these places that are desperate. It won't happen. Now I'm going to tell you what we saw. I don't believe because if it gets to be like it was in World War II. There is this thing that's happening now that they didn't have during World War II. What's that? Atomic weapons. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you what. The mutually assured destruction. That's that's like having, it's like my dad. what my dad always said about if somebody, a, a big bully at school, was really big and, you know, you didn't have, stand a chance against them because I was, I was thin Shrimpy. and I didn't have, yeah. a lot of, didn't have a lot of meat on my bones and stuff. And you know what he always said? Pick up an equalizer. <laughs> Look around and sure. pick up an equalizer. That's what he always told me. And uh, I'm just telling you, bottom line, I've always said that 
nuclear weapons have kept us out of war more than they've gotten us into war. However, now if you got Russia, China, North Korea, all who have nuclear weapons, and Iran, who wants nukes, and we got an administration that's not out to stop them from getting nuclear weapons. Oh, no, we're helping them. How much, so how much of Hold on your thought on that. Hey, I had Joel Johnson on, the CEO of uh, PI Roofing last week. Really interesting sitting and talking to him and all the new technologies that they have now uh, with your roof. I mean, when they they put a roof on your house from PI Roofing, which they just did for my house here, now it's been about three weeks now, they give you a 10-year no-leak policy. They guarantee not one scintilla of water will make its way into your house. They give you a 25-year warranty of not ever having to replace your roof. If you keep your your house for 25 years, you're a special person, I'm just mm-hmm. telling you. Now, I'm getting close to that, but I just put this new roof on, so, you know, I got 25 years. I'm not going to be around in 25 years unless something special happens. Maybe Jesus will come back or whatever. But the bottom line is that uh, they'll do all that work for you and do it the way it's supposed to be done, uh, and uh, you'll you'll have all of the stuff that's in your house protect it from the stuff that's outside your house that wants to do damage to it you know rain and heat and wind and all the other things that can damage uh, everything that you own Uh, but if you have a good roof you don't have to worry about it so do it with the people who do it best that's pi roofing 707-3551 is their number 707-3551 or online at pi roofing uh, com. About six months from now, I'll have Joel back on because it's always interesting talking to him about how they do roofing now and they don't do it like they did just three years ago. It's really amazing all the stuff that they got now. I would be interested to, to hear the diff- what's what's different from three years ago. It's uh, the way they the make the shingles and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things they seem like, man, they've been making shingles with, with asphalt grit and fiberglass a long time yeah still do still do although they you can get now uh you know uh, your uh shingles made like uh solar panels mm. and they put it on your house yeah i think i've seen that the if you want to do it that way i mean you pay more money and i bet you i'm going to tell you that uh your insurance won't cover all of it like it will with, with uh, the other shingles. But the bottom line when, when is that you can you can get it done. Yeah, you can get it done, and it will probably I won't say probably it will pay for itself over time. But you who did put solar panels on your house years ago paid such a high price for those solar panels to pay those off now. Uh, if you had them put on now, it takes you a lot longer then than it takes now because they're yeah. cheaper. You ever see the graveyard of all those like first-generation electric cars where the replacement of parts and batteries were so expensive it practically cost so much as like a, another car that people just dump their cars? Oh, yeah, and yeah. now what do you do with all those batteries? Yeah, yeah you go... All those batteries, everyone's like, oh, you know, these electric cars, they're great for the environment. Okay, let's take a look at that lithium mine in Africa. Where, yeah. yeah, how great for the environment that place is. Well, let's see how let's see how good uh, it is when you see two electric cars tangling up on the highway and the hazmat team has to yeah, show up. Right? 
I mean, well, it's the way it is. Stephen Colbert went out and said, like, oh, you know, a clean conscience is worth a few extra bucks. A clean gas conscience. You know, they're telling us, to, uh, everybody, like, what oh. a jackass. Right? It, that's the new, like, let them eat cake is, oh, buy an electric car. Oh, you don't like the, the price of gas? Go buy an electric car. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Buttigieg just yeah. did that. Of course he did. Yeah, just go out and buy an electric car. It only costs you $50,000. What's the big deal? Yeah, they, they spend that on, you know, whatever their recreational activities are on a weekend. They don't care. Yeah, watch Buttigieg quick uh, care. He's making $170,000 a year out of your money. Exactly. Yeah. Your money. That's right. You're paying his and, and, you're paying his paycheck. And that's just his official payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? that's right. Yeah. How much is he making off the stocks that he's buying because he's got insider trading yeah, information? Right? That's a good thing to ask. Don't ask it enough. Okay, <laughs> let's go back so all right. Again, nuclear weapons have kept us from World War 3. All right. I, I remember when that – do you remember when that jet airliner, passenger airline liner, was shot down by the Russian jet back in the – I think it was in the the 90s. No, maybe maybe even the 2000s. It was flying and it crossed over into Soviet airspace. I think it was a Korean jetliner, and they shot it down. They killed all the people on that plane. Oh, wow. Now, back in the day, that probably would have led to a world war. Yeah. All right. It didn't because people understand well, when people have nukes, so high. you know, that uh, somebody pushes the button, uh, the the result is not good. And, and that's, But then the question comes down, how do you stop the people who have the nukes from just being bullies, from doing what they're doing, right. like Putin's doing right, right and now? And so that, that becomes one of those things is because so war essentially always has the problem of collateral damage in order to justify collateral damage always you, you always you ha- you have to figure out is it worth it to go to war knowing we're going to be killing a bunch of innocent people and n- nukes just make makes that threshold so much higher because the potential for killing innocent people when they people say surgical strikes they make it sound like it's a a doctor using a laser yeah. beam doing an operation it's kind of like using a machete all right, there's going to be collateral damage well, no like, matter what. Well, it, it, it's like uh, a nuke is like using a grenade to kill a fly in your kitchen. Uh, and sorry, it's just not the, the with your children all around. And it, it's it's not a good way to do war. It's it's just a terrible way to do war in many respects. Well, we, but Paul, we figure we figure so okay that somebody like Putin, who's the head of a country, understands if he pushes the button. All the other countries push the button. Well, he dies. All right, and that that keeps him from pushing. Well, no, wait, unless, wait. Uh, not, unless he's nuts. All unless right, he's unless nuts. he's nuts, or unless he knows that if he pushes the button, the other country doesn't have the guts to push it right back. Yeah, and if he has a weak administration in his um, enemy nations, like the administration we have right now, which is really weak, are do they have? Does the Biden administration have the guts to push the button right back? I, yeah, the question prudent? is, do they have the keys in the silo? And is yeah. it even prudent to push the button back? Yeah. And, and the thing is, and, and will Putin, even if Putin wants to, does he have somebody in his administration that will do it for him? Yeah. That, that's another question, because I think that's that's another thing that, that might happen even here in the U.S. is if Joe Biden goes nuts and decides to, to start a nuclear war, do we have people who would actually we have obey people him. in the silos who will obey him yeah and or won't and obey him that, yeah. that's the and other question that's the scary thing is that we used to think that like i would say like just 10 years ago if someone said like hey you know um if they tell cops to stand down while rioters burn cities to the ground 
cops will just stand down and not do anything. I'm like, no, they wouldn't. They would never do yeah. that. And yes. then we see what's happening. Yes, yes they do. Yeah, the BLM Now they rides. do. And, yeah. and, then, and you, then you get some kid who comes in attempting to provide some security for, for private businesses that the cops are not protecting. Yeah. And he gets attacked by, by crazy grown men. And, and he, everybody he, says, what right does he have even did, be there? Right. Now, that so, amazes me. Right. And so, and so the, then he gets attacked for defending himself. He, he, has to, he has to spend months in jail, from what I gather, and, and then go through a trial where he's accused of murder after he defends himself. And how dare he have a gun? And shoot somebody that's only trying to beat him to death with their skateboard. Yeah, right. A guy who has a who has a five count um, criminal on uh, abusing children. We'll put it that way. But I mean, that's the point. Is that you know, just ten years ago, we think no, you know, even if they told the cops to stand down, they wouldn't do that. They're good people. They would do it. They um, you know, it, like <laughs> it's like ten years ago, you say like, hey. Um, they're going to make everybody in the country wear masks over their faces, and if you don't do it, the cops will arrest you, and they'll beat you if they have to. to everybody arrest you. said, like, that, oh, would be crazy. "That never happened." And in the United cops States. went and That's did right. it. They they go around. If they see, you saw those videos in New York of of like two people sitting next to each other on a park bench, and the cops coming and breaking them apart because social distancing laws. You know, yeah. ten years ago, like cops wouldn't do that. That is some Gestapo stuff. But well, but you but know, so many of your cops are are in the cities. City governments are traditionally right now. They're nut job left wing. Yeah, well, but that's but the, the thing is, people Paul, in the Biden administration is is what Mark is saying though. Yeah, none of us would have could ever can, could envision ten years ago that happened. Uh, none of us ten years ago could believe that people actually believe that a man who says he's a woman. Uh, is a woman, yeah. a real that woman that can menstruate, that they were, the that, 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 party, right. they're selling, you know, uh, menstrual pads too. I mean, come on. I mean, they're putting that stuff in Disney absurd. movies now. It's that mainstream. But that's the thing is that we all like 10 years ago, we couldn't have imagined that cops, that, that whatever would be like this, that things would be like this. Well, like you said, like crazy left wing administrations. Well, can we imagine right now that there would be someone in Biden's um, camp who was like giving the, the word like, hey, push the button. Like, okay push the button sure well i know it's not i know it's not as simple as pushing a button i understand that, that yeah that's you got a metaphor you got to you got to turn two keys, two keys all right yeah, so, but the point is that and you've got to get the, the, the correct no, yeah, numbers exactly but the point is that 10 years ago we wouldn't have believed that anybody could be like that and in that administration and, and, and yet here we are and yet here we are well i mean they have they they're so dogmatic in in that uh, in in the left wing right now that yeah they would do it and that's the scary thing. Yeah. Well, and, and then, then you I'm know. just saying, I don't know if there's anybody out there that would push the button. But I'm going to tell you what, we might find out. We might. Yeah. I'm just going to say well, we well, might well, find well, out. Or if we do, or if it happens, we might not find out. Because guess what? There's not just high-yield tactic uh, nuclear weapons. There's low-yield tactical nuclear weapons that you can use on the battlefield to stop the advance of a uh, of a foreign government from doing what they want to do then you got to hope that they won't push the button for the big nuclear weapons yep. the ones that take out you know cities the size of chicago or whatever and then leave fallout now yeah, well and then leave the nuclear then what happens for- to mother earth may i ask you yeah. you know and then you got to make up your mind do you want to be you would you you would rather be red than dead, or whether you you want do you want to be dead than red? Well, and that's, that's a question that's, you have to well, make. And that's I, one of the problems with America is that so many Americans have just chosen to just give up liberty because they like what government has to offer, what big government has to offer, and it's 
it's scary because, well, well, I want this stuff, so I don't need my liberty. So many people have come up with that attitude. It's like, I, I want free stuff. You, you'll own nothing and like it, I think, was uh, the, the message I mean, of the Build Back Better. But, I mean, that's, that's the other pretty thing good. You'll they, get nothing and like yeah, it. Yeah, you'll, you'll own nothing and like it. And we are getting there. I mean, I don't think China's going to have to press a button to to take over. They're already buying up our They're farmland. Buying up They're everything. buying up our real estate. We want You want to live in a house? You've got to pay a Chinese corporation that owns the house to rent it. You want to eat? You <laughs> up to pay, a certain yeah. point. But then you can always nationalize everything, and yeah. they own nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so. think, I'm just telling you that that's a possibility. All right. Bat, I didn't mean to ruin your day. All right. <laughs> I didn't mean that you're going to go to work today and stand by the water cooler and go, oh, my God, are we all going to die? That, I'm just telling you, it's it's been that way for a long it's time. It's daylight savings time. I've got news for you. That's right. It's daylight savings time. I have news for you. You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Just whether Everybody dies. Whether it's next week, we don't know. But yeah. As I always like to say, Jimmy Morrison had it right. No one gets out of here alive. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We've got to get that done, and then we'll be back with more East Sight. Uh, East End Towing is ready to help you. You need a tow. You ever need a tow? Let me give you a number. Now, I'm not telling you. Not like me, all right? I don't have any toes on my right foot. I could use a toe. But I'm just telling you, when you need a, a toe uh, out there for your car or whatever, uh, depending on what circumstances you have, East End Towing can handle it. They they know all the ins and outs of towing. Uh, 501-888-8849 is the local number for them. That's 501-888-8849. All right. Boy, that was a good piece of off off the radio discussion that we just had. But anyway, it's good to <laughs> good to have you around here today. Heidi just shaking her head going, Oh my god, I can only imagine what Ellswick's up to over there. Uh nine minutes until eight o'clock. And we have covered the gamut today. We have really been talking a lot of things. Have you seen the new Batman movie? No, I haven't. In fact, I forgot it even came out. I was walking past a theater last weekend, and I saw it up on the marquee, and like, oh, yeah, there's a new Batman. Now, let me just tell you something. If Mark has forgotten about a movie, that's a big deal, because he's in the movies. I am. The thing is, superhero movies especially, is they put out so many of them. Yeah, now they do, yeah. Back in the day, like, if you got got a a Batman movie once every three years, you got a Superman movie never, (laughs) and, you know, it was a big deal when a superhero movie came out. Now there's, like, ten a year. I just can't keep up. Here's the key. Here's the key. With the multiverse, what they – look, the multiverse, guys, was nothing but a marketing gimmick. It was a – it was a – it was a – a gimmick for comics first to give them unlimited things to do, all right? Now they got it in movies. No, they, can they, can, they can change the characters willy-nilly any which way they want to do it, so Chase they'll never rabbits. go away. Chase yeah. rabbits all over the place. That's, yeah, no yeah that's what the, that's, I'm just telling you, that's exactly kill, what it is. Kill them off multiple times yeah. and bring yeah. them back. You don't and, need continuity and, anymore. You can no. say, like, it's all canon. You know, it's, it's not separate um, series. Now, you know, you got uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and the, and the other Spider-Man from the movies nobody liked teaming up with the new Spider-Man. Like, oh, it's the multiverse. You yeah, know? it's just crazy. It's, it's it all nuts. Counts. I mean... Yeah. I'm kind of interested in the new, you know, Doc Strange movie that's coming. Yeah. But I understand he's taken on the multiverse and and I'm I'm thinking I don't want to do this cuz it it the multiverse lets you not have to logically pursue any kind of uh I don't know, uh, line in a storyline. Well, 
I mean, that's the thing is uh, comic books, the, at least superhero comics, and there's other kinds, but the complaint people have had for years is that nothing matters. No, Jean Grey has died and come back to life like four separate times. How many times have they killed off Superman? He comes back. It doesn't yeah. matter. And so the movies, when they started anyway, the MCU ones, the neat thing was that they were all interconnected and there was a linear timeline and consequences mattered. Now it's just like, oh. Well, the Japanese know. ruined it for all of us because yeah. none of their timelines are linear. Yeah, exactly. Everything. I mean, that, everything I thought that Quentin Tarantino was this great genius. Uh, no. All he did, all he did is take the concept that the Japanese had been using for years of a nonlinear timeline and brought it to American motion pictures. So Japanese storytelling is all about ambiguity. And I know that that ticks me off. Sometimes you want that satisfying conclusion. But Japanese storytelling doesn't work that I way. I don't believe in it. Uh, there's, um, there's a great uh, old horror movie called Kwaidan. Um, and the, it's an anthology horror film. It's what, What's it's, that in English? Uh, quite on means scary story. Okay, thank um, you. But yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, but you can find it. It's on Criterion Collection. You can find it subtitled. But it's an anthology horror film made back in, I think, the 60s. Really good movie. But the very last segment ends without an ending. And it has a narrator saying, like, this is a Japanese story. <laughs> so it has no ending. Look, when you look at Hebraic looks at different things versus... Uh, Greek look of Christianity in certain ways, the Hebrews don't see a lot of things the same way. We, they don't see it in black and white at times. There's all kinds of shades of gray in there. You know, it's it's really, it, it, it's difficult sometimes for believers to understand how the Hebraic thought works because we're, we're the part of uh, the Jewish nation that broke off from Babylon and went to Greece, all right? The ones that didn't go to Greece don't think the same way. I'm just telling yeah. you. If they went back to the Middle East, they think like a Middle Easterner, which is different. And I know people are going, what are you talking about? You need to listen to the Bible guys here on the yeah. Dave Ellsworth Show. It'll help you out as far as that goes. But, yeah, yeah I mean, they don't see uh, eschatology or the study of future things the same way we do. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was taking Japanese back in college, I was asking my cultural um, uh, professor, like, what do the Japanese believe when they die? What happens to them when they die? And he couldn't answer. He was just like, well, they believe in spirits. Um, they believe the spirits are around you. And like, okay, is there an afterlife? It's like, well, yeah, no. And I, he's like, he, he was a, this was his expertise. He was the, the press was like, they don't know. I mean, in Japan, you know, you're a Shintoist one month, you're a Buddhist the other month, and then you're a Christian the other month. Yeah. You know, like they go and they pray to, um, they go to shrines and they pray to their ancestors, but they pray for good luck. You know, they, and like, okay, well, you believe in the spirits of your ancestors. Like, where do you think they are? Like, I don't know. You're somewhere out there and they bring me good luck. <laughs> I came into contact with that when I was on Guam. There's a huge Japanese World War II, mon well, it's not huge, but it's a big monument for people who died in World War II, the soldiers. And you go there, and they got little, and I don't know if it's still there. I would assume it's still there. But they've got containers that have cigarettes and matches and all. It's, it makes you feel kind of like, are these guys Japanese or are they Egyptian? <laughs> like, you know, like they're, they're taking their stuff. for the dead people? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They're leaving it for the dead people. Oh, they really? feel that, yeah. yeah, they feel that they come back and they use it. Wow. And uh, it. It's That's that it's a whole different thought process. You got to understand they have a different thought process than you do. It makes sense to them as the important yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, it it's does. Like, you know, as an outsider looking in, I don't get it, but they they get it. It makes sense yeah. to them. It's their culture. So and they've got you know they've got the big they got the little pots of sand with the incense burning and yeah. and all of that. Hmm. It's it's really interesting to see. I mean, I, 
Yeah, it was, I don't know if it was in Dededo. I forget, it was down the road from Dededo, I guess. That's one of the villages. I lived in Dededo off off uh, base for a couple of years because I wanted to live with the people, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. I learned a lot of things that, that with the Chamorro people. That does sound interesting. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I they used to, when they see it, they they used to say, you know, their their greeting was half a day. That meant good morning, basically. And uh, I used to say, yeah, that's how much they work. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just the way, it, you know. They 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 didn't siesta. They did other things, but they they took a break in the afternoon and you know, for a couple hours, it, nothing happened. Well, and just sat around. But I've been go to their luau's and. I ate fruit bat, and uh, so, I, so, ate, I chewed uh, betel nut, and uh, so I ate it. coconut crab and all of that stuff. I yeah, got yeah. into the culture. It was fun. It people sound, were great people. Sounds neat. Yeah. They're, they're American and Chamorro and uh, Portuguese, basically, is what it comes down to. Mark, it's always a pleasure. Happy to be we here. need to get together because I got story ide- ideas, and you write <laughs> great dialogue, so we need to get together and see if we can sell a... Uh, a show to somebody make some money in this <laughs> Netflix life Netflix will buy anything yeah, yeah they'll buy anything you're exactly right. although i did like the this new movie uh what was it something the adam project which mm. was pretty good if you haven't seen it it's got ryan reynolds in it and mark ruffalo is in it so you got the hulk in it and oh, you, i hate both of those you guys got both of them you got both of them in it it was a good movie it's yeah. a good movie it's about a guy comes from uh, the future about 35 40 years in the future and he meets himself as a kid but it's not matter anti-matter like time cop it doesn't happen out that way but uh paul thanks for coming in always a pleasure sir we hope that uh, tim Lim is recovering and uh, we opened uh hope very much so that uh, rd's day has gone good as well i'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m uh, we'll have the uh, female power panel on, and then the Bible guys will be here, minus Pastor Scott, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.